Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to Podcast 2187. And there's a lot of awesome stuff that's about to happen in this episode. Before we go any farther, though, I just want to say right now, if you're one of those people where you don't want to know anything about episode nine before. And I said episode nine because maybe you've been avoiding it. You don't even know what the title of the trailer or the movie is, at which point you really shouldn't be listening to this. But anyway, um, if you're like trying to be completely spoiler free and, and stay away from all knowledge and information on the upcoming Star Wars film, then this is the part of this episode where you stop listening. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now because we've got a lot of great information that we're going to be going over tonight, and a lot of really cool stuff, leaks and reports and rumors and all this awesomeness that's really starting to kind of take some shapes into what Episode Nine is going to be, including some really epic things, some, uh, do I want to say nostalgic things? You know, some, some cool stuff that's going to be happening. So first off, or I guess second off, because that was the first off thing, we have Mark back as always. So how are you doing? I'm doing good, Tim. This whole episode, nothing but spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you eat, drink, and sleep spoilers <laughs> like I do, you are going to love this episode. Ain't that right, Tim? That's correct. I'm sorry, spoilers. who am I speaking with? Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got, I mean, if you want to call them that, you know, call them leaks or whatever you want to call them, but that stuff. We got a bunch of it tonight. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's spoilers at the Metroplex. Spoilers. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good, by the way. Uh, <laughs> excited because there's been a lot of spoilers, and these yeah. are all major spoilers, and possibly yeah. the end of the movie spoilers, and, you know, important cameo spoilers, and, you yep. know. Uh, spoilers. Garlic spoilers. Um Butterfly spoilers, uh, spoilers with uh, uh, jambalaya spoilers. I can't, I can't do Forrest Gump. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think this is what I was trying to go for, but I couldn't figure that voice out quick enough. Okay, but lots of them. And if you like it, keep listening. If you don't, you know, see us next week. Well, to be to be uh, on point here, let me get you into an, an Emperor Palpatine voice and talk about spoilers. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can quite do that. Okay. No, not yet anyways. <laughs> hey, I respect the effort, though. It's more creepy old man, uh, possibly the guy that lives next door to you that watches you at night than anything else. Okay, what now? Oh, look at Tim next door. <laughs> I see him watering the lawn. That's see, Mark. It's for that kind of guy. You were, you were talking not that long ago about your proximity to Disneyland and how that's awesome, right? And now you're saying this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you live as my neighbor now. Look at the children on Dumbo. Oh, how they ride that big elephant. <laughs> I, th- this episode has gone in a direction that I did not foresee happening. Uh, we're going to jump I right. I have seen a great many <laughs> <laughs> all right fine come on spoilers this Let's yeah spoil i mean the, the f out of this it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to figure out where to start but you know what not at, really at the same time because i found something to start with we have an actor returning of sorts for episode nine the rise of skywalker and uh it's gonna be very happy for many people to see him again in a new uh newly filmed scene <laughs> And just to cut to the chase, if you haven't already heard, it seems like Harrison Ford has recorded some new stuff for this movie. I, I don't expect him to have, you know, a, a rather extensive role given obvious circumstances of what have happened or what has happened in recent movies. Uh, namely, he died, but uh, <laughs> on solo. And uh, yeah, he has this sort of uh, a sequence where it seems like it's uh, more of a vision than like a flashback uh, for Kylo slash Ben. And. It's like some sort of type of vision that potentially is induced by Luke that basically has Han speaking to Kylo and basically telling him it's not too late. I even read somewhere something, about, and I don't remember if this was included in the leak or not, but I remember reading somewhere something about uh, Kylo going back to Vader's mask and trying to get it to show him the dark side again. 
and instead like luke kind of swings in and does like a gotcha and shows him on instead so i mean that's a pretty cool thing you know this is the last episode as everybody knows in the nine episode series that we've had so far it has to wrap up this current trilogy it has to be a good movie on its own and it has to wrap all nine movies up to this point which is not an easy task jj abrams has talked about that a few different times so this is just one little thing that's really cool you know it, it makes sense that you would get someone like harrison ford to do something for it but at the same time it's really kind of unexpected since we've in a way kind of moved on with our expectations for han as a character so do, do, how you, do, you, do you really think it's unexpected though well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it works and it feels right at the same time. I don't, I never saw anybody predicting that he was going to be in it. So, at least not with any like new non flashback type of thing. So, this, fe- I, this feels like uh, fan service for angry fanboys and Mark Hamill. <laughs> I mean, it does. It does. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see it. It feels like it's going to fit in. But at the same time, it's not a it's not a flashback of of you know Han Solo or Harrison Ford, so to speak. It's more. I think you kind of get to see them interacting in a vision. You know, because supposedly I yeah. heard at the end he might go to see Leia or something like that from a, from something they filmed. So it's a bit of a you know getting the bang uh, the, the bang getting the gang back together again. It feels like in a in a force vision of some kind. Well, at the same time, like, like if you just want to take a step back too, half of this movie is going to necessarily be kind of fan servicey, just because again, it's the last of nine movies. It has to wrap them up, which means it has to reference the previous eight in one way or another, in addition to whatever new stuff it brings. It, well, yeah, I mean, hopefully the whole movie has has some fan servicey things, but at the same time, it still has to stand on its own, obviously. And I think it will do both of those things, just from what we've heard so far. Um, but I guess just overall, uh, how this this concept, uh, like, had you thought about Harrison Ford being in it before you saw this or heard about this? Or No. Uh, okay. Personally, no. I, I thought that ship had sailed. Right. Um, you know, but again, it, it, it'll generate good buzz. I, I think most of all is that it, you know people will be interested in seeing it. What I like about this too is how it it seems to really uh, it ties so much together because it, it helps contribute to Kylo's character arc in this movie. Of course, it also helps tie together this trilogy because of how it started with Han, obviously in the Force Awakens, making it his kind of mission before he left to try to talk to to Ben and bring him back. Didn't work at first, but at the same time, you know, when, when he falls off that that bridge and until the last second, you know, he's still trying. He puts his hand on his cheek. You know, he's still trying. So it, it, it references this own trilogy and that it's still Han's mission to try to get this taken care of. And then it, of course, ties the whole trilogy together because for this last episode, you found a way to bring Han into it. Well, then here's here's the other thing that I'm not entirely sure if we've talked about. Did, did you mention what he's supposedly doing? What he does, like in the vision? I mean, did you mention that? I don't. No, not specifically. Do we want to? I mean, it is spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, hey, we said that at the beginning, so go for it. Uh, supposedly, this is him telling Kylo that you know it's okay. I forgive you. So, so for the people who, you know, myself, one of them, who said, once you kill your dad, you can't go back. Right. Um, it's sort of giving them the out to where you're allowed to forgive him, I guess, you know, or, or you're allowed to, if, if, if his dad can forgive him for being stabbed, well, you know, you as the audience member is supposed to forgive Kylo. I, I would assume that's the logic. Yeah, and it, it won't happen for a lot of people, I'm sure. And, and they'll just see that as like lazy writing or something, I guess. But, it, it, you know, I have to say, it, it, no matter what you do with this movie, you are going to have people to criticize it excessively. So, I mean, honestly, just do the best you can. Try to, to do the best job that the movie deserves and then just do it. I mean, not like I'm giving JJ advice here. but <laughs> Sounds like you are. Well, you know, like he does call me every once in a while for counsel, for friends. Uh, that's, 
I'm I'm glad to hear that. You you give good counsel. Yeah, I, I call him Jeff. Is that his real name? I think it's Jeffrey Jacob. I think. Well, if you're really his friend, you'd know, right? Well, um, uh, okay, yeah, you kind of got me there. <laughs> Trying to think of a way out. There isn't one. Anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, that, that's one thing. You know, it's not. I mean, I say it's not huge just because it, it's more of like a cameo. But at the same time, again, it fully references the story and helps push the story forward. It makes us happy to see him again in, in the new role. I mean, it's the same character, but, you know, a new capacity, we'll say. And uh, it's also really interesting just because even though this is supposedly induced and, and uh, instigated by Luke, it really extends the idea of what happens to non-Force users post-death. You know what I mean? Because up until now, it's really just been Jedi and Sith. That's it. Um, I mean, we kind of got some other things, like with the, the Witches of Dathomir, I think. So, some other things kind of thrown in there. But this is really the first, like, quote-unquote, normal person still having some sort of influence beyond the grave. So it, it's kind of interesting in, in how it extends the lore in that way, too. It'd be interesting if, uh, you know, like, on the other side, if all the average people are there... Uh... Like all the kids Anakin killed, like like pork porkins is in the background too. Yeah, like what the hell? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd rather be out there doing something else, but you know, you get to come back to Force Ghost, so we're stuck here. You killed me. <laughs> who who else can we bring back in the background? We got Porkins, of course. I mean, he's a must. Um, um I, Darth I would, Darth Maul's legs. Can we bring back? Can we bring back people that Kylo killed? Sure. Let's bring back uh, Laura Santeca. Oh, yeah. Have I'm, him just be like, have him just look at Kylo with a cocked head, just like shaking his head like, that Kylo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Phasma. Right? Yeah. yeah. She's not dead, so. Did you see the panel? I did. But and... he, also, he also said that uh, uh, Cumberbatch was not con, so. Yeah, but John Boyega didn't say that. What? That uh, Cumberbatch wasn't con. He did say that uh, Phasma's gone. Like, dead, said, gone, he, bye. But he also said that uh, Finn and Poe are in a relationship. I mean, do you, do you take those at the same value? <laughs> do you, do you think he said know. it in the same way? If it's a secret, why would you spoil it? He wouldn't have said anything at all. He would have been like, well, you know, the, is anyone ever really gone or something? Instead of just like, no, she's gone, dead, bye, forever. That pretty much gives it. That's a cat out of the bag right there. That you know, that's that kind of gives up the game. You, you, you just well, I like think you just lie. Well, Naomi Aki was very uh, evasive, as she sh- should have been, as most people were expecting. He could have just been evasive. He's a pro at it at this point, but he just instantaneously, no, boom, gone, bye, forever. See you never. Okay. <laughs> and um, so was uh, Maul. So, yeah, and we have Maul's legs in the background of this this vision. Yep. That's how you tie the whole franchise together. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, okay, so there's this whole thing too about this Force Vision Flash thing that's going on. So, as everybody knows, in the Last Jedi, uh, Kylo and Rey were having these like moments of Force connection, right, where their minds were kind of linked and they could see each other's or they couldn't see each other's surroundings or whatever it was, just their own. And then the other person was there, all this. And then they find out later on in the movie that Snoke was supposedly the one causing that and connecting it to try to, you know, draw them together and do his evil plan. So what's interesting about this one is that apparently the same type of thing is happening where they do have this type of mind linking going on, except obviously it isn't Snoke who's doing it this time. It is them. Like, they are strong enough and powerful enough on their own. This movie is, again, about a year after The Last Jedi. They've grown and uh, gotten more powerful, and apparently they can just instigate this on their own. They don't need Snoke to do it for them. Now, I'm a little unclear about why they're doing it, unless they're each trying to continue to take the other one to their own side or something like that, I guess. Uh, But as a part of this, it's also a very cool tidbit that apparently at one point they're fighting, and due to this whole force flashing thing and all this, the background, the location of their fights is changing. 
and it looks like it might even be a little bit of a, a greatest hits of the Star Wars up until now with their background locations. So what those are, I don't know. I don't know if it Camino, Coruscant, Tatooine, Endor, like who knows what it all entails, Hoth. <laughs> but apparently they do have various recognizable backgrounds as they fight that kind of flash around. So it sounds like a really delicate thing to have to work with because if you don't do it right, it's going to be really lame and no one's going to like it. But at the same time, of course, they know this. So I'm sure however they do that, they're going to pull it off. But it's a little bit of a tall order to do this and have it work and have it be successful. Yes. So how would you do it, Mark? If you're directing this movie, how do you successfully pull that off? You Well, you've got to, I think you have to explain the concept first. You know, obviously, if they fight and they, and they, you can't just have the, the plate, obviously, behind them turn into something else. You have to have them interact right. with the environment. And if they interact with the environment, they have to understand, like, okay, what is going on here? So there's got to be a, a sort of a pause, an explanation that gets the, the people satisfied, and then they resume. Right. Well, uh, because, like, how do they make it work in this story? Because, like, obviously, for us, it makes sense. This is the last movie. We want to see the other stuff. But in the story, like, how does it work where they just are randomly at these other locations? Well, I, th- I think it's possible that, that if they're so tied together somehow, um, as far as sort of not their essence, but if they're so tied together as far as the Force goes, then maybe they're, they're unwittingly or unknowingly pulling off, like, some new type of Force powers. You know what I mean? I could see that. Um, I still don't understand the, the point. Like, like, why would a Force power show us locations that these people don't know about, but we do? Oh. Well, yeah, because it's fan service. But but that's what I'm saying. Like they have to be able. They know they have to pull it off in a story context. But what is it? Like they can't just do that with no explanation and expect everybody to just be okay well, and accept an explanation, it. But it can be whatever explanation they want. These are key moments in history or key locations, and we are somehow, you know, jumping there. You can get whatever. To this cosmic timeline. Right in the in the time. In the nine movies that are chronicling our lives, <laughs> these are important places. I don't know. I don't know. And, and perhaps, you know, perhaps it involves them being, you know, because they've, they've talked before about how sort of uh, Palpatine is the Adolf Hitler of, uh, of the Star Wars universe, or at least right. he is now. He, he's searching for ancient relics, and he kind of always has been. Right. So perhaps he's found some ancient force relic or Sith relic or, you know, um, that when they interact with it, it, it enables them to do weird things. Right. Because, you know, you, you have supposedly Palpatine's in this. And I, we'll get to the other part of it. We'll get to the other rumors on that one a little bit. Yeah. I mean, some good stuff there. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I love the idea, you know, of this just because I am a fan and I want to see this cool stuff. And I, I well, do have and, faith. And here's, the, well, here's the other thing real quick. Palpatine, if you conjecture the other rumors out, Palpatine's been in the last two movies as well. Right. So. Which he's the one, he's the one responsible for them having weird powers in the first place. Right, and it makes sense that this is a potential. Okay, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I am. Let's just jump to it. We I know. Choose what order to take the spoilers in. Like I am, I just, I'm so psyched about this, just because if this is the direction that this goes in, it makes so much sense, and this is a great way to tie everything together. Because if you think about it, from the beginning, from episode one through, I guess episode seven, so far, <laughs> the Emperor, Chief Palpatine, all this, you know, he's the mastermind behind everything with the trade federation, the banking clans, all this, all the way through the Republic, the empire. I mean, all of this, right. Even we know through some other media that he was having some sort of plans for what to do in the event that he should die. So, excuse me. So he could still remain in power and still be relevant. Now, up until this point, again, it was kind of assumed that for whatever reason, it didn't work. Now, whether that's because he didn't expect Vader to be the one to kill him or something, who knows? But that he had been working on a plan to remain in power. But it might have worked <laughs> because it seems like something that may be happening in this movie, a, a 
part of the end for it. Uh, Jason making Star Wars had said, to be fair, that this is um, something to treat as just like a heavy rumor at this point. He isn't like confirming it right now, but it seems pretty legit. Uh, that yeah, the Emperor is like the 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 mastermind behind the sequels as well, and he's the one kind of controlling and being in charge of everything that Snoke's done, potentially well, potentially well, even physically. How is he? How is he responsible for what Snoke's done? So, th- this is partly based off of leaks, of rumors, of piecing things together. You know, it, it comes from a variety of places, but a potential picture of what we might have here is the emperor like haunting the death star right and we know that snoke uh was exploring for old i think at one point he was looking for things that the emperor had right like like old treasures of his and stuff i want to say i remember hearing that or reading about that it's hard to say there's so many loose ends in that aftermath uh those chuck wendig right novels it's really hard to say but let's just say, you know, the Emperor, or the, sorry, Snoke ends up there. Um, and at, don't forget, at this point, we've always been told that Snoke's background doesn't matter, it's irrelevant. Okay? So somehow he ends up, like, at this Death Star place or something, and stick with did me. You say the, did you just say this Death Star place or something? I don't know. I'm, like, three sentences ahead of, of my mouth right now in my head. Yeah, go. <laughs> um, so, so stick with me, but... Uh, the Emperor goes all exorcist on Snoke and has this sort of like forced possession of him. So I know this sounds a little like, you know, EU or something, but it kind of works at the same time because if you think about it, here's this like the great evil of the galaxy as a ghost evil spirit and this wandering person makes his way in. It's not entirely impossible to conceive that something like that might happen. So you have this concept of Snoke as we've seen him in the movies up until this point, essentially being the emperor. So stopping there before we go on any farther, how do you feel about this concept, Mark? Um, I don't really have a problem with it. Uh, it, it you know, it's not uh, Snoke potentially uh, having been the emperor or having been Palpatine, whatever it is. Uh, it doesn't really affect any continuity or canon because we haven't gotten any continuity or canon. Right. And and it also may shed light on why he's so deformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, cause, cause uh, like a possession. Yeah. Like a psychic, I, I guess, I guess the best way of looking at it for me, and this isn't a lot of like things that I've read, it, 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 you know, is the idea of a psychic vampire. Like they've sort of latched onto you, and and you know you may not even know that you're being controlled, so to speak, right? Um, but it's sucking sort of your life force out um, while while they're there. So right. it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a I, don't, I really don't have a problem with it. I'm not I'm not opposed to to uh, to crazy force powers, you know, I'm, I'm right. not opposed to any of the, those type of things because we have such a small time frame that we've seen as far as canon uh, Star Wars goes, or, or at least under right. the new canon. Right. You know, we we really only have maybe sixty sixty years. I'm trying to think, no, how old how old's Luke? Right, like in this current timeline. Yeah, when he died, how old is he? Uh. I guess, but like fifty-ish. So we we maybe have fifty, like seventy seventy years of uh actual you know timeline in a in a huge universe, and especially where sort of the the religion itself has kind of gotten dogmatic. It feels like a lot of things have been you know more ideas have been lost or forgotten. Uh, than than that they still carry or or use so so I, I can imagine that you know just these guys relying they rely on lightsabers all the time yeah. all the time that's the one thing that they rely on the most and and that's probably the least uh, force like uh, thing a Jedi can do it doesn't involve anything other than turning it on and swinging it um, I mean granted obviously the force helps them with certain things but it's just right. You know, there I, I can see tons of like tons it, of, Grievous. 
Right. If Grievous can do it very well and he's not a force wielder, then then okay, so what do the Jedi have? The Jedi have, you know, lots of other things that they could do and certainly lots of things that they've forgotten. Right. So Well I, and, I, and I, this I, this I, concept I of Oh my god, this concept of the midichlorians too, if they like control, or if they're like a part of everything, and if you can have this type of relationship and influence them, then there's kind of nothing that you really couldn't do if you're strong enough, right? Well, yeah, but then, and then also at the same time, you get sort of sense that, that you know, they didn't have these ways of, of you know, testing people in the past, obviously. It, it, it's, a, it's a new invention, I'm sure, recent invention in for the Jedi. Uh, but they've lost that like feeling to where this person has it. This person is strong and I can help them. You know, the right. person who's the most mystical out of all the Jedi is the one who's lived the longest. You know, Yoda it, has been around for a long time and he's certainly the one that, that has some, some mysticism still about him right. and, and, the, and the new order respects him or, or the young Jedi, you know, respect him. At the same time, they don't like Qui-Gon, who's, who's a bit of a mystic himself. You know, so, I, so I think they're sort of going into the technological realm. And, and again, they've forgotten, you know, a, a ton of, they've forgotten a lot of, of what made them, you know, Jedi in the first place. So I think, you know, wrapping that up, I think just the idea that they're just crazy force stuff that we haven't seen, it shouldn't be considered a negative or something out of the picture. It's something that should be embraced because... You know, there should be a lot of things that they can do. And I feel like expanding the lore and the, the powers and stuff is kind of important for this movie because J.J. heard people complaining about how uh, similar, I guess, The Force Awakens was to everything that we'd had before. Of course, you know, say what you will about it, whether you liked it or not, whether you understand why it was that way or not, or whatever your feelings are. He did hear that that was a common uh, comment about the movie. And I feel like, you know, bringing in new things, new elements, new experiences is important for, for him in making this one. But it also makes sense because, again, if you think about it, just here in like an earthly perspective, you know all these movies. I mentioned The Exorcist, you know? This is a thing where if you have this like evil spirit going around, one of the evil things it does is this whole concept of possession. So it makes sense in, in that way, it's just that it's in space when it happens now. So... Another thing that kind of works with this whole Snoke being influenced or partially being the Emperor or whatever, uh, now this is kind of retconning a little bit, potentially, because I don't know how much Ryan Johnson was thinking about this. But if you think about like Snoke's throne room and how it looks and how it's designed, the similarities between that throne room and the original throne room scene, the fact that they do play the Emperor's theme, which again, I don't think that was John Williams doing that on purpose, but it works in retrospect now if they do that kind of thing. So it just, it adds more. If they do this, it adds more to the first two movies of this trilogy. And, and you're, you're a big, uh, you know, not to, you're a big Jedi whore. Sorry. You <laughs> it's your favorite movie, right? Return it is. It is. Yeah. So, so this is like, man, if they're on Endor, either the moon, the planet, the galaxy, the twin suns, whichever Endor that they're floating on, any of the 25 Endors. Yeah. If they're on Starship Endor, eating at the Endor Cafe, <laughs> you know, uh, and Ewoks are around, or anything, you're just going to be in heaven. That, that That's just Tim's fan service alone. I mean, to be honest, I, I am going to get a little annoyed if they have the Ewoks in there. Just say, like, I like them in Return of the Jedi. But I feel like it would be a little too in your face fan service to just to randomly throw in Ewoks there. Nope. No, not. What needs to happen is they need to be walking and one pops out of the bush and sees Ray or C three PO and says, Yup dub. And then they just walk away singing uh Yup Dub. dub. That actually would be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny. They just they just walk away singing the the song that everybody despises. I mean, that yeah. sounds kind of like a Marvel thing to do, to be honest. Hey, whatever. Whatever. It'd be a thing that I'd do and just be like, F you, <laughs> F you fanboys or, or you haters. No, that that's, like, that's like the, that's the Ewok theme song. <laughs> so, but no, like I said, it really would add more to your appreciation and understanding of the first two movies if you realize, in retrospect, that this has been the Emperor all along. 
you know. And it also kind of makes sense in the context too that George Lucas was supposedly somewhat involved with this story, and that JJ would talk to him, and and George reportedly was letting JJ know what his concepts were for what would happen with the Emperor, and and, and if you look at what he did with the Clone Wars, with George's stories there, again, it, it just it wouldn't be far fetched to think that George might have an idea kind of like this that JJ can adapt and, and make into here. And it also plays into some more spoiler stuff we have coming up next. <laughs> it, and it partly involves Matt Smith. Believe it or not, he is in the movie. And when I say believe it or not, I mean, most people should have believed it a long time ago, but um, it is somewhat official. Now there are Disney websites, not the American ones, but I think the, the UK one, maybe like the Polish one, some other ones. Uh, have listed Matt Smith as being part of the cast for this movie, for Rise of Skywalker. And according to Jason, as a part of this report that I was talking about before, it seems like Matt Smith plays a character who is potentially some sort of like dark side acolyte kind of kind of person, where he's not straight up a Sith, but uh, still dabbles in Sith kind of stuff. And uh, potentially, we have the Emperor trying to possess him next, so that Matt Smith, as a character, is kind of becoming the bad guy, like the physical manifestation of the Emperor for this purpose. And on top of that, we have, we know Kylo and Rey fight each other toward the end of the movie. We heard about that, the zero-gravity fight and so on. But there's also now some idea going around that potentially Matt Smith is fighting against both Rey and Kylo together. So we have a team, like we did at the throne room scene in Last Jedi, the two uh, Kylo and Rey fighting against Matt Smith slash the Emperor. To take this to the next level, apparently uh, they uh, defeat him, defeat Matt Smith, and then the Emperor basically jumps ship or jumps bodies into Kylo. However, Kylo is pretty strong, and he's able to, like, subdue the possession in a way, so to speak. Now, I don't know if this means he's, like, you know, in the fetal position in a corner somewhere, or I don't, like, don't know what it looks like, if he just, like, kneels down or what, but apparently he, like, exerts his own type of power or something to, like, contain the Emperor and not let him really take control, and basically tries to get Rey to somehow, like, take care of it. Now, whether that's by killing him or whatever needs to happen just by, like, taking care of it. And somehow in this process, because it, it got kind of kind of weird <laughs> to, to, to follow, but in this process, it seems like Ben Solo comes back, kind of dies, but kind of doesn't at the same time. <laughs> and somehow it's possible that the title could be in reference to him, just because if he kind of somewhat dies at the end, but then has this sort of like return this is so weird to actually say but it works in my head but to like return as ben solo slash skywalker you could kind of make that work if it plays out right you could have the title be like two meanings one of them being the end with ben and his arc so that's i mean that's a lot to, to to work through and think about but at the same time that could be very satisfying i would think of of a storyline, of a plot, and of a way to kind of have a, a finale for this movie. I think we're missing something. What's that? I don't know. I I mean I read I read everything that you just said before. But then when you say it it's like we're missing something crucial. There there just seems like there's a crucial bit of information missing somewhere. And I don't mean that it wasn't written, wasn't read, it may have been something that, I just don't think that that's, that's the rise of Skywalker. I mean, like too, it, it could be. It seems like it seems way too contrived. But that's what I'm saying. It could be kind of like a double meaning. Like we think we know what it means no, before man, this point. Stupid. We don't do that's too much. Well, is is there such a thing as too much for this finale? Yeah, because it's like the rise of Skywalker. Oh, who's a Skywalker? Ben Solo. What? Huh? Kylo Ren. Wait, who? Kylo Ren. I mean, I don't think it's that confusing, though. I mean, we, we followed average, them through up to this the point. Tom, Dick, or Harry who watches this show or watches this movie, okay? All right. They, you shouldn't have to have the title explained. 
Uh, well, that's just, I don't think it does explain it. I think it's just like a cool reference, like like a reveal uh-uh. of, oh, we thought we knew what the title meant by whatever this year, but it also means this. How cool is that? Well, who, okay, so what's the first reference? Anything we thought before I read this just now, whether that's like the, the name of a new order Ray has or whatever it is, anything else, it can be that. And then at the very end, you realize it also applies to this. Okay, that's possible. I'll buy that. I'll, I'll buy that one. But I think ultimately it's one of those things to where it's like, okay, you know, he, he can't be the only Skywalker that quote unquote rises. Right. Uh, because otherwise you're just going to leave some people confused. You have right. people, you have people who uh, could not figure out how Rogue One fit in with. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I'm talking about? We've discussed it on the show. People said, wait, I don't understand, you know. Vader was dead. Yeah, what happened? It's like, okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, I, I do have right here on uh, makingstarwars.net, I have like a bullet point run through of this scene just to make sure I have everything covered. It says, um, the, the rumor is that Matt Smith isn't Palpatine reborn or rejuvenated, but a dark side acolyte. However, during the rise of Skywalker, Smith's char- character is willfully possessed by the spirit of Emperor Palpatine. During the final act of the film, Rey and Kylo team up to fight the Palpatine-possessed Matt Smith. The two-on-one duel is pretty intense for the duo. Eventually, Kylo Ren kills Palpatine's host body, which is Matt Smith. Palpatine's spirit then jumps into Kylo Ren's body. Kylo is strong enough to not lose total control of his mental faculties, and he struggles to take control of his body but subdues himself and his weapon while beckoning Rey to kill him. Kylo does the right thing and becomes Ben Solo again as he sacrifices himself to kill Palpatine. Rey, having never toyed with the dark side like Kylo and the Acolytes did, or did, means that Palpatine has no evil body to like inhabit. So I don't know if he just like returns to the Death Star, or what happens at that point, or if he just like vanishes. It's unclear, but basically he's gone from that scene, and, and that's the end of the bullet point. So again, it it. it it's not specific in that it, we don't know what it means where it says he Kylo does the right thing and becomes Ben Solo again as he sacrifices himself. Like again, we don't know for sure what that means. So he sa- he sacrifices himself, right? Right. But you're dealing with somebody who can jump bodies. Right. So where does he go? Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like if he can't jump into Ray, what happens? Right. So he just chills on the Death Star on Endor? Or does, he, or does he, like, quote-unquote, get, like, uh, uh, exercised because there's no nowhere for him to go other than, I, I don't know. It's you weird. Speak, you know what? I was at Walmart the other day, right? Right. And I know my town. I know it goes on pretty well. And, like, seven Ghostbusters walked in. <laughs> like, you, mean, you mean, like, real life, like, on true TV kind of goes? Or, like, no, you know, cosplay? They were like dressed fantastic, and this stuff looked really good, like, like cosplay looking, style. Yes, and just okay. looking at the guys, I'm thinking, there's no way these guys hang out in real life. It doesn't seem like it because one looked pretty young, one looked pretty much older. It's like this is just an odd group of people, and they're just walking through shopping. <laughs> and I'm and I'm trying to I'm, I'm going what what's around. What's around that that makes sense that these people should be at? And I still couldn't figure it out. And then I don't even know where they went. And then my right. mind for a split second was like, what if they really think they're Ghostbusters? <laughs> you know, they didn't have a cart. I assume they're shopping. <laughs> or were they busting? Well, I don't know. Your your whole idea of, you know, of uh, evil spirit uh, Palpatine jumping from body to body starting to think of uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, another thing that Jason writes here in, in the follow-up to those bullet points is he basically says that he doesn't know for sure if this reference about the sacrifice that Kylo has is actually him dying or ceasing to be Kylo Ren and becoming Ben Solo. Does it have to do with the intervention being Han and, and Luke talking to him, or Luke making Han talk to him? And it says, or is Ben back for the entire fight, but he's still susceptible to Palpatine because of his previous experience being Kylo. Like, like there's still a lot of questions as to how this all plays out, but the overall concept of this uh, 
th- this entire thing between the emperor being Snoke essentially, and uh, eventually Matt Smith, and then a little bit of Kylo directly. Like this is all, it- it's cool. And again, it makes sense because if you watch episodes one through six, especially even some stuff in the Clone Wars with the banking clan, Palpatine always always had a plan and he knew what was going to happen and he had something to figure out for it and i could totally see where when he's like even encouraging luke you know he's like kill me right it might even be because he knows he's like look this body is only going to do me so much good i can be even more power like obi-wan said i'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine maybe palpatine thought he has some sort of equivalent where he could do even more so it makes sense that this might happen in the story i think it's going to be a little Odd for some people to adjust to and to get used to. You ever, you ever see the movie Ghost? Yeah. I'm thinking the ending of Rise of Skywalker will be like the ending of Ghost. Okay. So here's my thought. And what, what's I'm the song ahead. at the end? There's no song. Oh, yub dub. <laughs> so, so here's my thought. Cash a check. Put it in the bank. <laughs> uh, I'm making a bold prediction on this one right now. Let's go. Is that Kylo Ren basically sacrifices himself? Uh, uh, you know, as Jason alluded to, uh, he's so Emperor Palpatine is unable to jump into his body anymore. So while Ray and the heroes are tending to the now good sacrificed Ben Solo, that leaves. Palpatine's still looking for a body. Right? Right. But that's where the real finale comes in. Luke? When Luke. Obi-Wan. Hopefully, Obi-Wan, Yoda. You know, maybe Yo. there's a whole Order 66 group of ghosts. <laughs> and they just like circle around him. <laughs> right. Revenge time, buddy. <laughs> right. To take him out. So I was thinking about it, and because. I saw some speculation that maybe the Emperor has been, uh, like when, when Kylo says to the Matt's going to show me again the darkness and all this stuff, maybe the Emperor was the one kind of doing that. And then when it, Kylo goes back and, and says that again, he's asking the helmet for more again, the Emperor starts, Luke jumps in and shows him the Han vision instead. I was thinking about that and how cool that was that we still have Luke and the Emperor fighting each other in a way. And, and that, I mean, Luke totally wins in this situation as he would. But that was really neat, and I like that. So if you take that a step farther, where you have like a, I mean, it's really weird. But if you have like this ghost fight with like Luke and and Obi Wan and and oh, dude, Anakin, like I know you mentioned him, but it just hit me like Hayden Christensen ghost fighting somehow. I don't care how against Palpatine is fantastic. Like I love that so much. That needs to happen. <laughs> Mark had a quick technical error, but we're coming back now. Can you hear me? Yes. She likes to call me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember that story. Yeah. So I, where was I at? No, I was just, I, I was basically saying that, um, I know you had mentioned Anakin being in there because we've talked about that before. First Ghost Anakin would be awesome. But it just hit me. If we have like Luke and Obi-Wan and especially Anakin being able to finally confront and, and not as Vader, but as Anakin... Yes. Have some type of fight against Palpatine. Like that would like this would be so cool. You could have each each dude, you could have each trilogy. Right. Like in this final scene. Right. Thanks. I'm gonna be disappointed if this doesn't happen now. But doesn't that seem the most <laughs> logical thing? Doesn't that seem the most logical thing to happen? But that's like too good to be true. <laughs> eh, maybe. But it, it's like the only thing that can deal with, with uh, a ghost is the force ghosts in a way. You know, and so at the end of Ghost, uh, for people right. who are confused what the reference is, is that when the bad guy dies, uh, the shadows, the, yeah, the shadows or, or the sort of evil demon slash ghost take him into right. hell. And so this is kind of and like Patrick Swayze goes into the light, <laughs> right? This is kind of the same sort of way that they're able to now, as members of the other realm, so to speak, they're able to put him out of commission now that they know where he's at, you know, and they can see him, so to speak. <laughs> I no seriously though. Like if they do that again, like th- this entire concept is going to be a little bit weird 
But it sounds also weirder talking about it than when you see it in the film. I'm sure it'll it'll come up a lot more naturally when you watch it in the story. But see, and the, and the, I and like it. Been, but see, that's been the thing, though. It, it depends on how much George Lucas is involved. Because again, you know what I what I took pictures of, what I've been talking about with that Star Wars uh, uh, annotated screenplays yeah. is that um, the ghosts come, the ghosts in that they come across. So. Yoda comes back and Ben comes back and it sort of help uh, sort of take the Emperor to the other side, right? Right. Uh, so it's an old concept, or at least the idea of the Force Ghost helping out to defeat, to defeat Palpatine. And I could almost see that if they're looking at old stuff and they mention, you know, we're going way back. And supposedly if Lucas is involved, you know, I, right. could, see that, I could see that returning. It seems like the most logical thing to happen at this point. And imagine if they did get that done, the crowd would lose it. Yeah, I would lose it. If you you see Force Ghost Luke come, the crowd loses it. You know, first, let's say it's first it's Yoda, right? Right. Then it's Luke. Then it's if you manage to get Obi Wan Kenobi. I I didn't. Well, I'd even say it's Luke first, and and then once you get Yoda in, you're like, oh wait, he's got backup, and then you know, like Obi Wan Anakin, like you were saying, at that point, that that's awesome. Possible. I was just going from the one. I was just trying to go for what people would go crazy for the most. Okay. Like I honestly think, I honestly think Anakin's the topper. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it would, it should be because he is more the. The, the main character of the good guys th- through this franchise. Right. And, if this, and if, this, if this is really about the story of the Skywalkers, and they've always said that it's about Darth Vader. It was, right. it was, originally they said this is the story of Luke, and then they said the two movies are the story of you know, the Skywalkers. And this is a Skywalker saga. If you have you know Luke and... Oh... Maybe that's the that's the rise of Skywalker. Anakin coming back as a Force ghost, and Luke is a Force ghost. I'm holding my mouse right now at my computer, and I it, it's a, no I'm like cause I'm I'm like using my mouse, and it's a, it's a good mouse. I've actually paid a decent amount of money for as far as mouse or mice go, whatever. I'm really considering throwing it up into the air right now out of excitement over this idea. I've been pretty dead on with spoilers lately, by the way. Not, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I, I was pretty, I was on it on Game of Thrones. And what, what if it's like all of the above? You know, like that. Uh. <laughs> and and uh, so with this movie, they. Or they what had... if? Hold on, I'm not done yet. What if? <laughs> you could even go a step further. What if? Shmi. <laughs> uh, no, no. What if? What if? Uh, what if Ben's now on the other side? Like as a ghost. Well, what if he dies? That, that, that's the one thing that I, I don't want. I, I, well, because here's the thing. If Ben sacrifices himself to defeat the Emperor and then dies and then comes back as the Forest Ghost version of his good self, that is the end of Anakin. That, that is Vader and Anakin completely copied. No, no. no. I, think you're, I think you're missing my point, though. Is that then it's three generations of Skywalker... The Skywalkers from each film, from each trilogy, if we're going to say Ben's a Skywalker, taking down the villain from the three from the three trilogies. I mean, again, like that—that that is a really cool idea. I'm just a little nervous about it being the same in every way story that Anakin had. Look, if he's redeemed already, it's it's getting close. That yes, yeah, true. Like if he starts the fight as Ben. As, as and, and, and look, Anakin just came back to a to an Ewok party. That's a big difference. <laughs> he just came back to just like, what's up? While people danced around. Now he's coming back to actually put some work in. But but again, while this would be really really cool, uh, another hesitation I have is this concept of how hard. Like it's not like you die and boom, you're a Force Ghost immediately. Like there seems to be some sort of journey we've learned that you have to go through to get to that point. So we'll be really. kind of well. I mean, kind of like Clone Wars went into that a little bit. No, no, not really. 
I, I like I said, I, I do get this concept this, of, of yeah, the three Skywalkers. Obi-Wan dies and then he's like, run, Luke, run. Yeah, but that's a voice. He wasn't the ghost. Because because he didn't want to just pop out. Well, Qui Gon was a voice like super quick about it too. He never made his way to being a yeah, ghost. Listen, really, listen. If Obi Wan dies and then pops out as a ghost, telling Luke to run, Luke would be like, "Hold on, wait, what?" <laughs> well, and he didn't do that with the voice in his head either. No, instead he's just like he's just thinking he heard it. I gotta get out of here. Eh. I, I mean, I, I get it. And if they do do it, I'm sure it's going to work naturally and organically and, and it'll work. And, and honestly, either, I don't even. Either way, here's the thing. If, if it does happen and, and they, if it does happen without Kylo, you're going to love it. If they throw in Kylo, you're not going to hate it. You're just going to be like, all right, I'm in. Look, yeah, no, yeah, you're absolutely Anakin. right. Because like you said, at the end of the day, it is going to be the three generations from the three trilogies fighting the bad guy of the entire series. So that works. But and it's also really cool. I'm very interested in how a force ghost fight of good and bad looks, you know, like, what is that even? What is that? How do we know. even know that they're fighting? <laughs> like, oh. be, Well, it, they would be doing everything to themselves, but it would it would be it would be affecting the environment that is around them while they go through the environment, sort of. You follow me? Yeah. So but like, what so would they fight with? Fu- like the force, they're not going to use a lightsaber, so it'd be, it'd be more like yeah. But they could have they could have force lightsabers. Who knows? Huh? Or imagine, or imagine if they're fighting with lightsabers that don't exist. <laughs> so you say that in my head, I imagine them just like using their hands and making the zhrunt sounds Possible. while they're or fighting. Lightsabers, lightsabers, <laughs> lightsabers made out of force. I don't know. Or, or maybe they're just like busy throwing each other around and like hitting each other and knocking each other out. But while the whole time the room is quaking and things are breaking and. And, you know, they're getting knocked outside here and inside there. They're all over the place. And this is still the Death Star? What would be really cool, too, is, is this still the Death Star, though? Potentially. So, so this could all happen in the throne room, possibly? I mean, potentially, as far as I yeah. know. And, you know, and then they could, like, bounce outside, and then there's, there's Ewoks, you know, going, yep, yep. <laughs> you did it again. Yep. Well, like... It would be kind of cool. I, I could see this working as far as the fight goes, where they basically, you know, Yoda, Obi-Wan, Luke, maybe Ben, who knows? This, these people overpower the Emperor and, like, kind of, like, force him to the ground kind of thing. And Anakin comes up and has this, like, force blast thing to, like, disperse slash kill the spirit kind of thing. That nice. would be neat. Yeah. Or it could flat out be, at the end, just Anakin versus... Palpatine. That would that would be best, honestly, because that because would be the best. He was, you know, yeah. Oh. Man, they should make me write it. <laughs> that would that would be so cool. And and you know, they had a draft of this script that and it, it kept changing. Like parts of the story were changing as they made it to make it feel right. So, I mean, who knows where they ended up with this entire concept? And again, I know we are kind of extrapolating and going farther into our own incorporating our, our ideas of what could happen based off of what we know. But that yeah, I mean, would be so awesome. Obviously, all, all we know from the spoilers or potential spoilers that Jason has reported on is that Kylo or, Kylo or Ben sacrifices himself and gets rid of the Emperor. But if you already know that, you know, Snoke, killing Snoke didn't kill the Emperor and killing uh matt smith you know right. doctor who didn't kill the emperor Kylo's just forcing him out into the open he can't hide in people's bodies anymore so now because, he's he's could, flat out you know unable to hide anywhere that's true because like what happened when uh uh snoke died like who did the emperor jump to then i mean you could kind of stretch to say he jumped to like random first order person who was standing around but that's kind of pushing it so no, you're right but what but, happens like, he, like he, he might no, just go back to the Death Star or something. Right. He has no body to jump into. Or maybe he jumps into one of his little red guys who aren't dead yet. You know, maybe those guys are, are you know, or maybe he jumps into a, into a, not a red. I don't know. E- either, either way, you know, just killing the host does not kill the spirit, apparently, if this is what's happening. Right. So now you've got to kill a spirit. And who better to kill, since we don't have Ghostbusters, than other spirits of the, the right, right side. And that's what, you know, it almost seems like what and we get the Skywalkers. Wanting. Yeah. It's what people like, this have is been perfect. Wanting. <laughs> it's, it's what 
is mentioned sort of in other films where the where former, you know, ghosts or force spirits help defeat the Emperor, you know, all the way back in the Return of the Jedi script or one of the earlier drafts. So I just, it just feels like that's what's supposed to happen. And I could see this storyline being the brainchild of both J.J. Abrams and George Lucas. I could see that those creative minds making this a thing. Well, imagine he gets a story credit. Oh, I, I, that would be fantastic. <laughs> but at the same time, it would make sense. You know, this is the grand finale of this entire thing. So if he's going to do something like that, this is the time. Yep. But what I will say is if we have Obi-Wan and Ben um, both as Force Ghosts, it won't happen. But I want to see where, like, if Ben walks up, like, he looks over at Obi-Wan, he goes, Ben. And Obi-Wan's like, Ben. And they, like, nod to each other in mutual appreciation of the name Ben. But the only people, that, I hate to say it because I want to see him badly, but you don't have to have Obi-Wan Kenobi there. Yeah, I mean... Uh... So, so that leaves, that leaves, I don't know how many they'd plan on doing, but that leaves four. Three for sure. Yoda, and the only reason I say Yoda over, over Obi-Wan is obviously because Yoda has fought Darth Sidious before. What do you think? No, I'm like, you're, you're right. I'm just trying to think of how far they want to go with making the point of it being the Skywalkers fighting versus... Well, and if, and if that's the route that they go, then they don't have Yoda either. Right. So they have Luke, they have Anakin, and they have Ben. All blood. And I was thinking, too, of like the line in the trailer where Luke says, but this is your fight. I could see it totally working out so cool where like early on in the movie we have a force ghost Luke and maybe maybe Obi-Wan and people like that talking to Rey because they may be training her through this past year or something. And they're like, hey, look, you know, we taught you everything. This is your fight. Go have fun. See you never and disappear. And we think that's it. And then at the end of the movie, they come out again to have this finale like that is just, that would rock it so much. Imagine all the different uh, imagine all the different music that you'd hear. Yeah, I, I heard some. I saw someone online speculate. I don't think this is going to happen, but that it would be really neat if, for the three-way fight between uh, Kylo Ray and Matt Smith, we have a, a, a take on Duel of the Fates going on. That would be really they, neat. They could, and especially if it's all of them, it actually makes sense. And then, considering what we've now seen, as far as Star Wars goes, as far as people who don't have Force skills being able to be seen in a vision. Han. Who's who's to say you don't get that spoiler if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame? Who's to say you don't see that cast of characters grand finale that everybody wants to see? Right. Who's to say you don't see Anakin and Padme and Han and Leia and Luke, you know, sort of together yeah, and Yoda. As they're on the other side after defeating, you know, through a vision or sort of like a fleeting, you know, they see it. And if they wanted to, they could even put Carrie in there. Like they could make that work. They could, but she's not dead in the show. Oh, that's that's. I've true. thought about it. She's. It would that's make so much sense, but at, unless she dies in the movie, she's not dead. Right. In the movie. Right. Right. That's true. Which I I hate to say it, you you almost want her to die in the movie because then it's actually easy to bring her back as a force ghost at the end. Well, and plus it's more of a closing for the character, right? To where they're all together. I mean, we don't know that they don't do that, but they might. They might. Uh, you know, the Knights of Ren could take her out or, or something, or Matt Smith. Uh, you know, but I, I honestly, I, again, that's what when you said. When you said, uh, when you told me, it, that's what feels like it's missing. Something's missing. Yeah. You know, because that, for, for a guy who seems very self-conscious or very, uh, you know, what's, a, what's the word I'm looking for? He knows the criticisms of his first movie. Yeah, he's aware. Right. And so the last thing he's going to do is have Ben Solo sacrifice himself to defeat Palpatine. And that's it. That's it. It can't just be that simple on paper. You, you follow me? 
Yeah. There's got to be something more to that. And just sort of thinking outside the box or thinking within the rules that they've created, it, it seems like, okay, well, you can't defeat the ghost. So how do you defeat the ghost? So I, I don't know. I mean, I hope I'm not getting myself pumped up and excited for something that doesn't happen. Yeah, because seriously, like I'm going to be a little, I mean, unless what it does happen is even more epic or something, which I don't know how, but like I would be a little bit disappointed if this doesn't happen now. <laughs> Sorry if I ruined it. it. It's all your fault now. Look, I, I've said it recently. I, you know, I'm not a big fan, even though I, I'm actually up to date, so to speak, on uh, on Star Wars spoilers. Uh, I don't, I don't like spoilers as much as I love speculating. I, I never thought I'd enjoy speculating as much as I have lately. I think, I, I think I've said on this podcast before that speculation was dumb. <laughs> I love it, like you do. I mean, I, I think it's such a blast because it's so much, it's such a huge part of the fun of the anticipation. Yeah, because and especially a lot of times the the problem the problem with modern day fandom I think is that a lot of the stuff on YouTube is pure speculation, but it, but they just act like it's um, credible. Yeah, like this is what's going to happen. It's like you know, if I had a YouTube channel, I'd just say, "Could we get a Force Ghost fight and just do what we did? Right, and just talk about it. We probably get a million friggin' views." Yeah, but it doesn't mean I know anything. It's just I'm having fun talking about it. You know, I, I spend so I spent so much time speculating with uh, with my son about you know Avengers Endgame, and we're sitting mm. in the movie we're sitting in the movie theater, and he goes, "Dad, you're right." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's something, sure." You know, I, I think we even talked about it on the show about about the, you know, my thought was that the battle with Thanos, the first battle, would be pretty quick, right? You know, and it turns out that's what happened. Honestly, I thought Captain Marvel was dying because I couldn't see where she'd fit into it, and I was wrong on that. But, uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun. You know, and, and I, yeah. hope, I hope we're using the spoilers and the things that we're hearing about correctly to, to figure out that there's a Force Ghost fight. I'm going to be that sad would, if it's not. That would be so cool, though. <laughs> like, oh, man. It's the only real way to wrap up everything in all the movies. Yeah, because because like you said, let's just say you know Kylo like you know or whatever happens where he's he that just dies or whatever happens, and then Palpatine spirit just like vanishes, and it's just like gone forever. Like that's not a satisfying conclusion to that. And if they treat it as not a conclusion, well then he's still out there past Episode Nine. That doesn't work either. Like you said, right. it needs to be a definitive end Ending for Palpatine. To his like whole spirit thing at this point. And like you said, there's no better way to do it than that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have, like, you dropped the mic. I have nothing else. No, and, and you, know, you know, obviously we have our listeners, uh, you know, hit us up. Uh, don't, you can hit us up all day on what this, on this, uh, not spoiler, but the, uh, the speculation. You know, because it's just, it's not there. It's not real that we know of. Uh, so if you want to talk about it on, on Twitter or social media, you know, absolutely. I, I love to talk about it. Yeah. No, it, like I said, it's such a blast. We still got a few months out before the movie's here, but the anticipation is really building with the possibilities of this movie. So. All right. Well, yeah, I, I don't, I think there were other things I was going to say, but I don't even want to anymore. Like that was it. That, that's where it's at. So we're good to, to wrap this. Um, I think, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to mention or are we good? No, I think we're good as far as Star Wars. Oh, you know what, uh, guys? Uh, I know in the past we have, um, uh, we used to diverge, not diverge, digress, digress. A, a lot more. A lot. Uh, with, our, with our old host, or old, yeah, old host, uh, Jared. Um, Jared isn't really interested right now in, in doing a Star Wars podcast. He wants to talk about other things. And it just so happens that Tim and Jared and I used to be on a, a podcast a long time ago. I think it maybe had four episodes. Yeah. Uh, called This Is Madness. And it was just a bunch of random people getting together, almost like they're talking at a bar uh, about Star Wars. Well, we're not going to Having talk about a lot of fun. Yeah, it really was. It was almost like uh, it, it's just uncontrolled chaos. Uh, I was still the host and tried to realm, uh, you know, rein it in a little bit, but we just kind of talked about anything. Well, we're not going to talk about 
Star Wars anymore on that show. Instead, we're going to talk about this week. We're going to record an episode on Thursday. We're going to talk about drum Avengers roll. Endgame. Avengers Endgame. No drum roll. Flat out. <laughs> Flat out. Just me, Tim, Jared. Uh, as of now, uh, Outlaw Noah. <laughs> Unless he's sick or I don't know. Uh, and a uh, guy named uh, Sluggo or Thronkill on, on Twitter. We're just going to be talking about... Uh, about Star Wars, we almost had a couple other people that just couldn't make it based on commitments, um, but I hope to have them on in the future. But it should be good. So, so keep an eye out for this is madness. Uh, follow our obviously if you follow podcast two one eight seven Twitter account, we'll we'll mention it there. Uh, we'll mention it on my account. We'll probably mention it on Tim's account. Uh, Jared might even tweet it out. Uh, but if you liked or miss listening to Jared, Tim, and myself, uh, then You'll be very happy that we'll be talking about all the things we used to digress about. So, so are you saying this is madness is back after years of nothing? I'm saying this is madness is back without years of nothing. Oh, and and there is no you can curse. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it, it's bigger, it's better, and and it's everything to a new level from what it was before. Yeah, Tim I mean, might even say the f word. Well, let's not get our hopes too high, but. <sighs> We have we have a like new professionally designed logo for it. We we've do got, it's good. We've got new music that no one else even knows about right now, but we have a lot of music for it. That's gonna be fun. And I mean, it's 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 newer, bigger, better than it ever was before. So even if you didn't listen to it before, don't worry, it's better than it was before anyway. And if you liked it before, congratulations, it's even better now. And if you want to be on it, we're always uh, open to have people come on and guest host with us. Unless I don't so, like uh, you. Yeah, but we'll try and let you down easy. You know, we're washing our hair uh, that day. The po- the podcast 27 will be, or not podcast, uh, This Is Madness will be washing its hair. I'm sorry, we can't, go on, <laughs> can't have you on as our host. But uh, absolutely, we'd love to have you on. I've already got two people in mind for, for future episodes. Um, but if you've always wanted to podcast, uh, or be a guest on a podcast and, you know, just see how it felt or talk with some people, you know, we'll have you on. So, so it's, it's going to be fun. Almost as epic as the end of episode nine, the rise of Skywalker is going right. to be. Almost. Yep. Especially when all three of them appear together. All, all, well, two Skywalkers and a solo. Yep. Guy solo. <laughs> wait, wait. No, that's a, that's a slash something. Don't Google that. Don't Google Sky Solo. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm really looking forward to any future bits of information and tidbits and leaks that we get just to add to our speculation fire. I am I am psyched about this. Oh, I, this is super quick, but I forgot to mention that in the th- scene that we see in the trailer with the Kylo's tie chasing down Rey, uh, supposedly a- after that's done, after she does her flip or something, uh kylo has a sort of moment like obi-wan did in episode three where he does this like jump flip out of the tie fighter and lands it's just a quick thing but i love that part of episode three that's one of my favorite parts of the movie especially the first half so just want to throw that in there that that's something else that might be happening too which is pretty cool but anyway i'm looking forward to getting more information and speculating more and having a lot more fun as we get closer to december when we get to watch episode nine the rise of skywalker and I hope the rest of you have a great time along with us thinking about it. And like Mark said, let us know what your thoughts are, especially in what we talked about tonight, Force Ghost Battle. And we'll be back next time. Have a great evening, night, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>